0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Royally Us Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi, and this week it is all about Harry and Meghan's upcoming interview with CBS. We will give you everything you need to know about their tell all and what Prince William and Duchess Kate really think about royal secrets being revealed. As always, I'm joined by Molly Molshine, the host of the Diva Behavior podcast. And this week, babynames.com CEO and founder Jennifer Moss joins us to give her predictions on what Harry and Megan will name baby number two.
0: Hi, Molly. Hi, Christina. How's it going? World, how about you? Pretty good. Getting really excited for all the upcoming Harry and Meghan news that's going to be. Oh, my God. We are going to be in for it. So let's move on to
1: our Royal Roundup. And, of course, uh, this week we got a sneak peek at Harry and Meghan's much-anticipated sit-down interview with CBS. Um, Obviously, they didn't say so much in these sneak peeks, but we are learning that Harry pretty much said that they left the royal family
0: because he didn't want history repeating itself. Right. That was really... A touching and sad moment to yeah. see him say that. And, you know, I feel like he and Megan have been hinting at talking about Diana for mm-hmm. a while, but they've never flat out. Really mentioned her by name or anything. And I think it seems like maybe in this interview, they're going to.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like it. And, you know, in the teaser, we, you know, they say that no topic is off limits. So they're really going to go there. I mean, they're probably going to talk about, you know, obviously stepping back from the royal family, how it's affected their mental health. They'll talk about Archie. They'll talk about her being pregnant. I wonder if they're going to bring up this rift with William because I think that's what a lot of people want to learn about.
0: I know. I'm dying to hear about that. I also would love to hear them talk about, because we have the clip of Megan being asked, were you silent or were Mm you in silence? Yes. And I would love to hear her give uh, some real nitty gritty details on that. Like, why didn't she speak up about certain things? Why weren't they able to correct the record? Who was holding them back from that? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to hear. Right. I feel like this
1: really is a make or break interview for their relationship the royal family though because this could really go either way because if they do let all their cards out on the table i can't imagine that they're going to get an open invitation to come home for christmas
0: like it's gonna be really awkward it's hard to imagine how they can truly put it all on the table and maintain those relationships yes it's going to be interesting but you know speaking of diana megan gave a, a bit of a nod to her in her jewelry choice during the interview as well right Right. She was wearing a bracelet that previously belonged to Diana. And it was actually the bracelet from which two of the diamonds in her engagement ring came from. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it seems
1: like they're definitely gonna be talking a lot about her in this upcoming interview. Um, And, you know, we're gonna break it all down next week, but Harry also got candid with James Corden. We knew, we thought he was doing some sort of carpool karaoke. Yes, he rapped the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but we didn't hear a full karaoke from Harry, but he did talk about a little bit more about why he decided to take a step back, take a look.
2: You know, it was a really difficult environment, as I think a lot of people saw. We all know what the British press can be like, And it was destroying my mental health. I was like, this is toxic. Yeah. So I did what any husband and what any father would do is like, I need to get my family out of here. But we never walked away. And as far as I'm concerned, whatever decisions are made on that side, I will never walk away.
1: You know, I thought it was interesting that he said, you know, I never stepped down. I took a step back and whatever, you know, the other side decided is kind of up to them.
0: Right. I mean, he basically really laid it out there and said it was not my intention to mm-hmm. to really fully leave and That is just something that, you know, I don't think the palace is going to come out and correct that in any way. So that's just what we're going to have to go on now. Yeah. It's,
1: it is kind of sad when you put it into perspective, if this was so badly affecting his mental health and he did so want to try and do both that they couldn't maybe bend a little bit, bend the rules a little bit to let him do both because, you know, this was not only affecting him, it was affecting Megan. It was going to eventually then affect Archie. So he wanted to kind of remove him from that. So, I, it it's it's a frustrating situation, I'm sure on all parts.
0: Yeah, and do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when the queen didn't allow Princess Margaret to marry the Master guy that she wanted mm-hmm. to marry, and right. I'm like, just like go back and watch season one. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> so true, though. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, it's like kind of like get with the times a little bit, you know? Like maybe bend and maybe bend the rules a little bit, and maybe everybody would be a lot happier. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I don't think that people would really be super angry about it. I guess maybe the British press would be a little angry about it, but mm. they're just angry about everything. Yes. <laughs> so just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I did enjoy, um, by the way, I love how everybody's
1: commenting that Megan looked so beautiful on FaceTime. Like no, nobody ever looks that wonderful, but
0: I loved her nickname for Harry. <laughs> Yeah, she calls him Haz, which is very British. It's a really British thing to call people Haz. Or Mm -hmm. like, I have a friend named Sarah who's called Saz. There's a lot of like, that's a very common British nickname. I love that. So that was really cute. And I like how James Corden said, oh, are we calling you Haz? And he said, not if you're not my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I thought that was great. It was a really fun interview. And you can tell that
1: Prince Harry was at ease with James. Obviously, they go way back. And, you know, it was just fun seeing a different side of him going through that military course was great. And, you know, it seems like he is enjoying life in LA.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. We haven't seen this jokey, playful side of him mm-hmm. in so long. And it was yeah. so good to finally see that again. It definitely was. And he also asked
1: about uh, his thoughts on the crown. And his answer may actually surprise you. Take a look at this.
2: They don't pretend to be news, it's fictional. But it's loosely based on the truth. Yes. Of course, it's not strictly accurate. Of, of course, course, it's not. But, but, but loosely. But you do think loosely, it does feel it like gives, it gives it gives you a rough idea about what what that lifestyle and what the pressures of putting duty and service above family and everything else what what can come from that. I'm way more comfortable with the crown than I am seeing the stories written about my family or my wife or myself.
1: I'm kind of like in shock that he watches the crown has thoughts on the crown and is
0: kind of a fan of the crown. (laughs) Right. So he basically said at least the crown is clearly fictionalized. Whereas the tablet he has to get a dig in at the tabloids every chance that he can. Mm -hmm. And he said the crown is obviously fictionalized. Whereas the tabloids are allowed to print, things as news that might not necessarily be fact in his eyes Mm. to which I say, tell us which stuff isn't facts. They never, he never goes into the details of that. And that's the only thing that really kind of grates on me because I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like I would be angry too. If, if things, if media outlets were printing lies about me, but like, what, what are the lies? Tell us.
1: Uh, hopefully he kind of maybe sets the record straight in this upcoming interview then and tells us what's fact and fiction because you make up a a really good point. All they do is say that this is lies, 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 but we don't know the truth. Tell us the truth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the crown, the show won big at the golden globes and Emma Corrin who played princess Diana won for best actress, but she also reacted to the news that Harry watches the show. Take a look.
0: Yeah. I I saw the interview that he did with James Corden and it was, I felt incredibly grateful to him, actually, and incredibly moved by by what he said. Um, I don't know what I would what I would talk to him about. I haven't thought about it that much, but um, yeah, I'm certainly um, certainly the way he spoke about it, and the fact that he's watched it, and the fact that obviously I played his mother, and that would have been such a sensitive thing. Um, I was very moved by the fact that he acknowledged
1: it, yeah. Were you surprised that they, well, the Crown won in all of the four major categories that it was nominated in? I feel like this is always an award show favorite, though.
0: Yeah, especially the Golden Globes, because the Golden Globes, you know, the Hollywood Farm Press Association, I feel like they love a biopic. They love anything that's sort of historical and... Sort of upper crusty. That's mm-hmm. definitely a favorite always for them. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised that they swept because that the season of the crown was such a just monster hit this year. Yeah, it really was. I was a little surprised that she beat out Olivia Coleman
1: though, because Olivia Coleman always kind of wins at all the awards. Of course, she played Queen Elizabeth. But, um, I mean, Emma definitely deserved it. She was fantastic as Diana.
0: Yeah, she did such a great job. And I think it's going to be really fun to see what she does next. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and and she thanked Diana in her speech. I'm sure she's probably a little freaked out knowing that Harry actually watches the show.
0: Right. Because <laughs> has to now be like, oh, God, it's not just this big audience of American weirdos who are obsessed with the royal family <laughs> like us. It's now also the actual royal family. Right. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Got to, That has to be a little bit of pressure. All right. Moving on to Prince Philip. The Duke was moved to another hospital in London after two weeks of
0: treatment, but he is on the mend. Right. He has been treated for an infection, which we knew. And what we learned this week is that he also has a pre-existing heart condition, which we did not know about. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that he is comfortable and he's responding to treatment, but it's going to be at least the end of the week until he is able to leave the hospital.
1: Our thoughts go out to him. As we know, you know, 99, it's, you know, if we hope that he uh, gets to be home soon. I'm sure the queen misses him very much. Definitely. Yeah. Well, the Queen has been keeping busy. Um, Speaking out, she actually did a Zoom interview, which we haven't seen her do in quite some time. And she hopped on Zoom to chat about getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Take a look.
3: Well, once you've had the vaccine, you have a feeling of, uh, you know, you're you're protected, which is, I think, very important. And as far as I can make out, it was quite harmless. (laughs) It was very quick. And I've had lots of letters from people who... Been very surprised by how easy it was to get the vaccine. And the jab was very, it didn't hurt at all. We love seeing the queen.
0: um, And, uh, you know, she said, you know, getting the COVID vaccine, no big deal. (laughs) I felt like she was in grandma mode too. Like she was being very straight talking, stern, stern. I mean, she reminded me of my grandma because that's how my grandma is. She said, "People who haven't had the vaccine ought to think about other people rather than themselves." Has she ever spoken that way before publicly? Oh, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's like Queen Elizabeth laying
1: down the granny laws. <laughs> She's like
0: literally scolding the world. It was really great to see. It was really funny. I just loved it. I was, really funny. It. It was it's funny. funny. It's great seeing her
1: uh, on Zoom, and because uh, we we haven't seen her in quite some time. So it's and she looks fantastic.
0: I know it was that beautiful fuchsia top mm-hmm. and the little recommended videos showed her in the same outfit a year ago. So mm-hmm. it was a repeat and she hasn't aged in a year, which is no, crazy no. for someone her age. So she continues
1: to kill it. <laughs> she really does doing great. All right. Well, now it is time
0: to spill the royalty
1: and we are hearing that Prince William and Duchess Kate are not too happy by Harry and Megan's decision to tell all in their upcoming interview. We hear that they are actually appalled by this.
0: Yeah, this is some really strong language. They are (laughs) appalled by it. They. Think it's beyond the pale and they are utterly aghast. This is what the source has So I think we can assume that the source is British. <laughs> yes, yes. Utterly aghast. Utterly aghast. But yeah, so so apparently Meghan and Harry aren't going to be speaking negatively about Prince William and Duchess Kate. Uh, are you surprised by that? I am. I Well, I was also surprised that William
1: never really came up in the James Corden interview either, um, if you noticed that. But I, I feel like they have to talk about it in some way. I, I don't think that they're going to kind of glaze over it. I mean, Harry has spoken about the feud in the past with Thomas Bradby on the ITV interview. So I do think it would be such like the elephant in the room if it's, if it's not brought up.
0: Right. I think the thing with these really high-profile celebrity primetime interviews is, you know... If you don't ask about it, everyone notices, and then they start to call into question: How did this? What? What's going on here? Why did this happen? So, yeah, I I'd say it has to come up somehow, especially mm-hmm. since the reports are saying that this is a no no holds barred interview and everything is on the table so it's got to come up it's got to come up it has to <laughs> yeah. it has to
1: all right well we're also learning about just how much money harry and meghan may be me worth courtesy of Forbes magazine now this was interesting because they're saying that as of right now they are worth about 5 million dollars which may i mean obviously that's still a ton of money but may seem a little low for the status of harry and meghan
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the thing is, the Duchy of Cornwall is what sort of bankrolls the Prince of Wales and his entire family. So in this story, it said that um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, William and Kate, they get about $8 million a year from the Duchy of Cornwall to support everything that they do. And now I guess that money is not coming into harry and megan anymore right but they have a lot of money coming out so they had to spend three million dollars to repay the money they spent on frogmore on the Mm -hmm. remodeling they put down allegedly a five million dollar down payment on their house and now they have a 10 million dollar mortgage so apparently their net worth including their home is about 10 million but they have about five million in the bank according to forbes yeah
1: well, wait till so. that Netflix and Spotify money start rolling in. I'm sure they'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're definitely doing fine. I still yeah. though wonder, I mean, I, I why do you buy a $14 million house? Like it's their house is so big. I just so truly good. don't get it. It's like right how do you even keep track of the whole house? I don't yeah. know. I guess they, they know, they know that they're going to be fine. So. I guess so. I mean, like, are you really going to use all those bathrooms? Probably not, but hey. I guess you
1: need it, but a $10 million mortgage. That's no joke.
0: <laughs> I know. I guess they must have, you know, Prince Charles must have had to be the guarantor or something. Like, yeah, stars, they're just like us. Sounds <laughs> like us. All yeah. right. Well, let's continue talking about Harry
1: and Meghan because it is time to break down the royal rules and say are expecting baby number two and catch up with babynames.com CEO and founder Jennifer Moss to talk about potential baby names for their upcoming little one. So Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I'm so excited to talk to you all about this and figure out maybe what Harry and Meghan are thinking about for baby names for baby number two. But before we get to all of that, what are some of the most popular baby name trends that you are seeing so far for 2021?
3: Well, for 2021, we're seeing definitely the flower name trend is big with girls Mm -hmm. like Lily and Rose and Magnolia. Those are holding strong. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing some um, like super god and goddess names like Freya. Um, And I think that's to instill strength into your child. You know, we've all gone through some trying times in the (laughs) last couple of years. And so I think people are looking for strong names and parents are looking for happy names too, names that are positive. So those are the new trends coming in 2021. That. So moving on to Harry and
1: Megan, I mean, do you think that they're gonna do something totally different or keep it a little bit more traditional? Because in royal life, we do sometimes see a little bit more tradition, yet right. they did go with Archie.
3: I think that they really love staying traditional. Um, they are very, family-oriented people. Um, and I know there's a little contention between the royal family and Meg and Harry, but I think deep down, they do want to honor their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, for a girl, we were thinking about this, and we realized that both Harry's mom and Meg's mom both have names that start with D and end in A. There's Diana, and there's Doria, mm-hmm. so we thought, wouldn't it be cool if they did something very similar, like Delia or even Dahlia? If you wanted to follow that flower name mm-hmm. trend, I love because that. That would be a way to honor both grandmothers. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about for another
1: boy? Are you do you have any guesses for another boy?
3: Um, well, I think they're going to stay kind of traditional and um, you know skew British, like Archie was already popular on the British charts when they chose it, not so much in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but definitely in the U.K., and then once they did choose Archie, it then shot up on the U.S. charts because, you know, we love our British princess, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) But I think they'll go with something like, I don't know, Sebastian or Malcolm. I really love Malcolm. That's that's like an old-fashioned Shakespeare name. They can call him Mac or Mal and then honor a family member with middle names such as Philip. Yeah. You know, we've got Prince Philip who um is having some health issues lately, but He's never been honored. Um, There's also Edward. And Mm -hmm. if you remember, King Edward was the king that abdicated his throne Mm -hmm. because he wanted to marry an American divorcee, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar, (laughs) although Harry didn't have to abdicate. But it's a very similar story to Harry's in that he chose heart over crown. So Edward would be a great king to honor. Of course, that was Elizabeth's uncle. Yes,
1: that would also cause a little bit more controversy with, with Harry and Meghan, I would imagine. And Maybe, you know, yes. You know, like we said, you know, the royals seem to use the timeless classic baby names. How can the rest of us follow the... How, what, what makes a baby name classic?
3: Yeah, I call it, you know, the classic names are the names that are always in style Mm -hmm. or as one of our users puts it, it's the little black dress of baby names such as Laura or David. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the names that don't ever go out of style. I think the classic ones, Catherine, of course, Mm -hmm. um, there's Catherine's in British royalty as well. And um if you stay with biblical names, that's always, you know, a home run. <laughs> Definitely. And I love how you said
1: that, you know, Archie kind of upticked in the in the US. How far up the chart did it go?
3: Almost 300 places. Wow. You know, it was in like the 900s and now it's in the 600s. And I predict that's for 2019, which was the last list that they um, released in Mm -hmm. the Social Security office. Um, And so I'm really excited to see what happens in 2020. Yeah, definitely. where that name lies. I predict it's going to be pretty high up. I'm sure. I mean, what's a
1: trendy baby name that a member of the royal family decided to use that you absolutely love?
3: I have always been a huge fan of Charlotte. I loved that name ever since I was a baby, and that's many, many years ago. (laughs) Um, And it was already trending on both the US and UK charts when Charlotte was born, and they gave her that name. And I just think it's just feminine and old-fashioned, and it's beautiful without being diminutive. You know, It's not a birdie name.
1: (laughs) I agree. I totally love Charlotte. And what do you think is the most unexpected royal baby name In recent years?
3: Unexpected. I'd say um, Princess Anne's Granddaughters Mm. uh, by Peter and Autumn Phillips, they used Savannah and Ila. And Savannah was born in 2010. Mm -hmm. And that seems to me like such an American Southern name. You know, It's so identified with the American South that that was really unusual. And Ilo was way ahead of her time because as you know, that name is like super popular right now. Well, Jennifer, this is fantastic. This has been such um, a great chat and I
1: love, maybe we predicted what Harry and Meghan are going to name their baby. Or maybe they're listening and they'll follow our advice. (laughs) Totally. And where can readers go and learn more about, um, if they want to learn some more about baby names and maybe get some ideas for their own?
3: Absolutely, come to babynames.com. We also have a podcast. I do it with my sister because we founded the website 25 years ago and we're in season four now. So we have tons of baby name suggestions on the Baby Names podcast. All right, well, moving on to our Royal History Moment of the Week. And it's hard to believe that it's been 40 years
1: since Prince Charles and Princess Diana announced their engagement. So
0: yeah, 40 years, it's crazy. Yeah, and I also you know, they were only engaged or they were only dating for a year before they got engaged. Mm -hmm. And it kind of throws into sharp relief the way that people say Meghan and Harry moved too fast. You know, they had a year and a half under their belts, I think, at least. That's true, Yeah. yeah. And I feel
1: like they had a little bit more time in between when they announced their engagement and their wedding, too, because Prince Charles and Princess Diana announced their engagement in February and then they were married that July. So that was really quick.
0: Yeah, really quick. And she was so young. She was like 19 at the time, which is just so crazy to think about putting somebody that young into that international spotlight and being like, you have six months (laughs) to get (laughs) Get it together. And when he like, you know, allegedly he
1: was, you know, still having the affair with Camilla at the time. I mean, who knows? I mean,
0: but yes, it was definitely a lot for her to take in all at once yeah it's wild and it's crazy that they got engaged in february because it looks so springy in the photos it really did she wasn't wearing a jacket or anything like that must have been a nice day in london yeah
1: (laughs) all right well before we wrap up we have to check in our royal kids and prince harry revealed some information about archie during his interview with james Corden, including his first word and what he asked the queen for christmas take a look
2: what was his first word uh crocodile (laughs) crocodile three syllables that's a big word interesting my my grandmother asked asked us what archie wanted for christmas and meg said a waffle maker she sent us a waffle maker for archie no. so breakfast now meg makes up a beautiful like organic mix yeah in the waffle maker flip it out it comes he loves it and now i have waffles for breakfast bit of yogurt a bit of jam on top i don't know if that's the right thing to do a bit of berries, maybe, a little this bit of is, honey, maybe some syrup. Sorry, you're glossing over the fact that I cannot for the life of me imagine the queen ordering a waffle maker <laughs> to be sent to Santa, but I can't get my head around. I don't even know how to <laughs> comment on that. Archie wakes up in the morning and literally just goes, Waffle?
0: I love that his first word was crocodile. I know, it's so cute. And I saw some people being haters and saying there's no way his first word was crocodile. And I think his first word was probably dada and mama. Yeah. And like his first non-babbling word maybe was crocodile. Right, yes.
1: I, yeah. It was really cute. I was b- very impressed by that because that is, a, that is a big word, but good for him. And, you know, he said that he's putting little sentences together. He's dancing, he's singing. It's, it's really cute. And I love that Queen Elizabeth sent a
0: waffle maker for uh, his wow. Christmas present. <laughs> And I really was shocked by Harry saying that he puts yogurt on his waffles, What? <laughs> but- is <laughs> yogurt I'm like I've heard of like ice cream but not yogurt <laughs> I know I might have to try that or not it's oh, right so interesting <laughs> he might be onto something who knows yeah do you think we're gonna see Archie in the interview
1: <laughs> I hope so I mean we haven't seen him in so long I mean I'm sure he's grown up so much
0: but it's been a really long time so I don't think we've really seen him since his first birthday yeah yeah, we haven't seen him since he started walking, I don't think. Right, yeah. So it's been it's been quite some time. So it would be nice to have a little Archie uh, appearance. Yeah. But just, yeah, so
1: we are going to, yeah, we do deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> but like we said, we are going to break down this entire interview on next week's show because it's definitely going to be a lot to talk about and a lot to break down. But Molly, thank you so much as always. Thank you, Christina. All right, for much more on the Royals, head on over to usmagazine.com and make sure to check out Royally Us every Wednesday on Us Weekly's YouTube channel. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and Molly and I will see you next week.